we truly believe that job sharing is the perfect solution uh, for everyone who wants to work part-time, also for companies, because so many agreements are trade-offs. Yeah? I mean, they work for the time being, but if you really want a sustainable solution and if you really want to do something for the society, yeah, then enabling part-time career and job sharing is actually the only way to go. We believe, we really do, that um, now is the right time and we think that it can offer a solution for a lot of people, not everyone as mentioned twice now, but for a lot of people. And it's really, we just ask to think about it. That's the one thing. Think about it. And as you mentioned before, it's kind of a small role modeling thing. It's a mindset change and that doesn't happen overnight, but you just have to deal with the topic. You have to think about it. You have to see someone like role models. You have to hear how it works. Katharina Miller's career started with a degree in event management. After working internationally in event management for several years, Katharina held expert and leadership positions in communications, product management, various aspects of marketing and sustainability. Her work covered a large variety of industries from medical technology, service and tourism to metal and chemistry. As a mother of three, sustainability is not only a business buzzword for her, but also a way of life. Her interest in social advocacy topics led to the idea of a job sharing matching platform in March 2020, www.jobtwins.work, with the goal of enabling part-time careers and establishing job sharing as the perfect solution. Sigrid Uray Estera is a mom of two. After her business administration degree, she was a hotel merchant apprentice and gained international experience during many years in the gastronomy industry. For the past 13 years, she has worked in various functions in the FMCG industry in Vienna, Austria. Sigrid started her blog Mama Wahrheiten, Truth from Moms for Working Mothers in early 2020, focusing especially on part-time careers. She also hosted the podcast Der Große Teilzeit Karriere Talk, The Great Part-Time Career Talk for a year. Since the middle of 2021, she has been the co-founder of the job sharing platform Job Twins together with Katharina, working on building and expanding the platform. Sigrid sees herself as a lifelong learner and enjoys networking. Welcome to the show, Sigrid and Katharina. Hello, Karen. Nice to meet you. Hello, Karen. Hello. It is really nice to um, see you both. And um, now for people who are listening to us today from all over the world, could you share with them where you're calling in from? And is there a particular site or food that you could recommend? Let's start with Katharina. <laughs> um, yes, that's a pleasure. I'm calling from Austria, Vienna, the capital of Austria. And um, I'm Viennese and living close to the very famous castle Schönbrunn. 
Um, this is where Sissy lived. And um, by accident, one of my favorite foods, it's also Kaiserschmarrn. So also Sissy and her husband, uh, Kaiser uh, Emperor Franz Joseph, um, they lived together there. And yeah, Kaiserschmarrn is one of the famous foods from Vienna. Some may also know schnitzel, but I prefer Kaiserschmarrn. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's one of my favorite foods as well. <laughs> and, and what about you, Sigrid? Yeah, well, I'm also calling in from Vienna, um, but I'm actually from the southern part of uh, Austria, from Graz, which um, is a very nice city, which I also very much love. But I also love uh, living in Vienna because it's just a wonderful city. And um, the site I love most in Vienna is certainly the Stephans Cathedral because it's kind of, you know, the city center where everything happens, where there's always people. And I also like the tourists there. I like the buildings all around the cathedral. And it's just, you know, the atmosphere that's really nice there. And, you know, I have a lot of um, favorite food, so I won't start um, telling all about them. But Kaiserschmarrn is also one <laughs> favorites but I think uh, that's the case for all Austrians probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well thank you so much I've been to Vienna a few times and it's such a beautiful city and now um, I'm curious could you please give our listeners an overview of your individual professional backgrounds and then what job twins is all about and why don't we start with Katharina? <laughs> Um, yes, well, okay, I'm 40 years old now, since a few weeks, actually, <laughs> it's brand new. And um, I've started my professional career after uh, university in Tyrol, I've studied in Tyrol, and then I started in um, organizing medical conferences all over the world. And, um, but I always had a thing for marketing and communication and that's why I tried to uh, change and further develop myself into um, the metal industry into marketing communication role and um, by then I changed to chemistry industry as one of the biggest Austrian um, traditional um, chemical um, industries I've been working for with also a medical business unit so I could combine actually my my background there in marketing and communication but somehow over the years I developed um, yeah how to say it actually it was a um, the time was also right for sustainability. And uh, back then, in, in the beginning of the, the 10 years, I th everybody thought those people who are interested in, in sustainability um, uh, were, they are very, you have a certain picture in mind. Now, in, in the year 2020, uh, 2022, it's uh, certainly different. And I started uh, in 2015, um, interesting for sustainability. And this is why I also um, became sustainability manager in this um, company um, before I actually left, because I had the idea to found Job Twins, which was back in March 2020. Actually, it was a week ago before the pandemic started in Austria. Um, that's when I was on maternity leave with my second child. And when I saw a great role um, 
a full-time job, a classic sustainability full-time uh, role, senior vice president, I cannot recall the exact title. It was for sure in an in a industry, um, producing industry. And then I knew it was again a 60 hours week, uh, international travel. And then I said, no, I cannot do this with two small kids. I mean, I can, but I do not want to. I want to be at home with a baby and a toddler. And I do not want to flying to Asia and America for weeks and do not see my kids. And I said, I, there is a reason why I want to work part time. And this reason is always hindering me from all the great jobs. And in the middle of the night, I had the idea to apply for this job um, with my former colleague um, as a job sharing twin. And this is actually when Job Twin started. Um, that was the, the beginning of a journey almost two years ago now. The reason why we are not in this role now is that a week later, the first lockdown in Austria was um, officially started. And then the, the Austrian company, like I think all um, companies put the position on hold, but we have already put so much effort in research and we found that nobody in Austria was um, on this topic. And actually in Germany, there was also little noise on, on job sharing. We said, why is nobody talking about job sharing? It's the perfect solution for everyone who wants to work part-time. And we decided to go all in with this, um, with this solution. But we had no idea of business plan or anything back then. Yeah. So that's the story um, how Job Twin started. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that interesting story. And what a difference. Yeah. With the pandemic and everything. That's just amazing. And now Sigrid, could you share your background, please? And, and how you came to Job Twins? Um, yeah, I have actually quite a similar background to Katarina. So I did an economics degree um, in an university for applied sciences. But uh, when I finished my studies I was like ah there is the, the entire life ahead of me and I just want to do some something different and I started um, to go for an education in hotel business and um, um, I actually did it on a secondary education level I think it's called in English and I really went on um, uh, seasonal work in the hotel and gastronomy sector. I really worked as a waitress, as a receptionist, as an assistant to hotel manager and stuff like that. But I also could, you know, change places and move around a lot. And I really literally lived from the, my suitcase for five years, uh, which was great. And I also could use, you know, my languages and try something new and just, you know, have a lot of experiences and learn, yeah, learn languages, which I really liked. And then sometime I don't know, <laughs> six years later or something from 80 hours weeks, I was like, okay, I need some kind of rest and um, place to live and to be. And there I was, you know, 28 years old, if I remember right. And I went to Vienna and, and I started my career in FMCG business in um, sales, marketing, kind of this, you know, uh, I would say it's like classical women's career. You, you study economics and then you go to marketing and, and trade marketing. And it's kind of, you know, what I thought um, back then would be kind of the perfect career path. And um, yeah, and some 
years later and I've now been with my company actually uh, for the past 10 years and a bit. Um, I had my two children. Um, they are now two and four years old. I had them very late actually when I was 37 and 39. So I really had a thought uh, or let's say um, I was really thinking, you know, children, career, is that both possible? And then we decided to have kids. And in the end, I was like, you know, in this dilemma of almost all women that I kind of got to know afterwards, um, how to balance your career and your life with the kids. And I also went back to my company in part time, um, which was great. And I really appreciated the chance to go back into a, you know, good job which I liked and still I find my, found myself struggling you know with the um, taking care of the, of the first kid and um, going back to work and somehow feeling that um, I could not really handle both of it and, and still could not develop myself any any further and then I had my second kid and that was uh, when the pandemic hit and uh, during that time I started my own blog, just telling stories about mom's life. And it was really a mama blog in the first place. And I was just writing stories, you know, about how I felt that mom's life was, you know, like, that's why I called it kind of the, the truth about being a mom. <laughs> uh, I really did not appreciate all this, uh, you know, it's just everything perfect. And neither this, it's so hard and so difficult and, you know, all your career is over and you can't do anything but take care of your child. So I really think that you must find kind of a balance. And then I thought it must be possible to also have a career part-time. And that kind of, um, yeah, is this bridge to job twins because I also started a podcast back then and I could <laughs> invite you as a guest Karen, to do that yeah. and I also had uh, Katarina as my guest when um, she started job twinner back then I was like ah okay that's an interesting concept and she also answered to an article on my blog you know she was like I really feel you and I know what you're talking about about this you know you try to force yourself into your job and to really develop and, and get better and uh, get further and still keep your career. And then you are this, you know, mother with a bad conscience all the time because you are not as much time with your kids as you would like to. And um, we were talking a lot about that. And then I was thinking a lot about that. And I found some people um, in with part-time careers, but I have to say, it's just not the rule. It's really the exception. And um, finally, sometime, I don't know when and why, Katarina asked me to join. And here I am. <laughs> Very grateful. That is just so wonderful. I'm so appreciative to have you both on the show and to hear your stories and background because I, I feel there is st still across the world so much that needs to be shared and awareness that needs to be raised because, yeah, the, it, like, you know, here in Canada, in North America, you know, we are still a long way away from part-time careers and, um, and, you know, when I was doing research, 
like, you know, Katarina, I loved the slogan, partner up, level up. <laughs> and could you share a little, what is the philosophy behind that? <laughs> yes. Well, um, I told you I'm coming from marketing. <laughs> and when we started Chopped Winner <laughs> back then, um, the first thing we did was um, nice developing nice uh, claims slogans <laughs> and uh, uh, a color concept and a branding concept, but we did not have a business model back then. I mean, usually people start with a business model, and I started with uh, marketing geek stuff. <laughs> I was into it, and um, I love to hear that you loved the slogan because there was a lot of um, brain food into that. Yeah. The thing is, um, our understanding, and this is why this is also the culture, or actually the, the essence of Chop Twins, yeah, is that we believe that um, sparing is a, is beneficial for everyone. Um, and I, when you partner up with uh, someone at work, or um, let's even say at home, you reach, uh, you're elevating, you're you're able to reach a different level together uh, for more success if you if you put it onto business life, but also at home. If you really partner up, then things are possible. And um, being is with friends or with a partner or um, at work with a job sharing partner, um, up is elevating. And we want to elevate ourselves. We want to um progress we want to grow and we want to uh, release the full potential and we think that this is possible for everyone because so many people are stuck where they are especially people who are working part-time and um, partnering up is the key to level up so yes please partner up and level up on all areas I couldn't agree more. It's like literally anybody just, you know, when you go on LinkedIn and you search and you say, you know, jobs part-time, like pretty much, I don't know, 100% is maybe exaggerated, but let's say probably 80% of the time, the part-time position is indeed a, you know, entry-level position that requires no experience, limited education. And so there is such a mismatch between somebody who has a lot of education and experience, but simply cannot work full-time for a multitude of reasons. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm very appreciative. And now, you know, you've already alluded a little bit in this question to it, but um, Sigrid, if you could maybe share some more from a business benefit like job twins why somebody was like well I've heard now you talking about you know job sharing but so what benefit does it give the business that's the very good and most important <laughs> question probably <laughs> when there are companies uh, listening in or CEOs or someone who is just leading uh, a company or even a team, it's always the question about how are we profiting and what about the costs and the money? It's always the same question. It's about profitability. It's about um, yeah outcome. And um, we really see that too. I mean, you know, we are not just the mamas from marketing. We see that everybody needs to make money also in order to give jobs and to, yeah, to offer jobs. 
which is something very important, but still you make the most money probably when you have people who are kind of satisfied, who are motivated, who give their best in order to do their jobs right. And this is the basics of everything. And we really saw that during the pandemic, right? So it came to kind of the essence of everything. You know, everyone was like checking up uh, what, what was going on. Everyone was like, okay, struggling, homeschooling for the parents, uh, solitude, um, depression, and some, I don't know what. And it really came to the essence of, do I like my job? What is motivating me really? And um, how can I do my job best? And there are some, um, you know, movements, you know, from new work and future work, and many people have talked about that. But one, I think, um, very good concept for that would be the job sharing concept. It's not, you know, the only one possible, and it won't be the solution for everyone and everything and the entire, I don't know, all companies and all jobs. But still, you have two people with two sets of skills. You have two people with two sets of um, uh, experience. And they don't just, you know, um, know the same stuff and do the same things. They are a lot more than that because they have different ideas. They can coach each other. They can, you know, um, think about things differently and bring more innovative ideas. And second of all, of course, if someone falls sick, you still have someone in the company helping out. It doesn't mean that they now, uh, that they immediately have to work uh, full time because someone is sick, but still there is someone who can help out. You can call maybe because you don't want to call a sick person or a person on vacation, you still have someone there. And also if someone leaves the company, you immediately have this kind of knowledge drain. You lose all the sometimes very important knowledge and know-how that a person had, an expert had, uh, some kind of leader, team leader had. And if there is a second person, you still keep that know-how, that knowledge in the company. And every HR person, I guess, knows how much it costs to hire another person to have a job post or a, a, some job free for half a year. And this is very common that you have it, a vacancy for half a year until you find the expert you need. And this would also not be you know, this critical when there would be just another person sitting there filling the job, doing the tasks and um, helping kind of the company out in terms of um, business continuity. You are so right. It's like, you know, just to think also the mental health implications, if what you just said, there is a job opening for six months and then all the people who are currently working, having to, um, you know, put you know, in extra work, especially during times of the pandemic where it's already, a lot of extra work anyway with you know potential homeschooling and so on so I mean I see exactly. so many benefits so now um Katerina what I'd like to know is so why do you think or how do we get more men involved in being interested in working part-time or part of a job share pair <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> tough one, actually. Um, I think what is needed are role models. 
Um, at the moment, it's still like that. And I mean, this is in the whole German-speaking countries, uh, Austria, Germany, Switzerland. Uh, it's actually the same, maybe not in Scandinavia. But we have um, men are working full-time, women are working part-time. And this is um, the picture also um, when you look at the, the, the big corporates, um, you have all the the leading positions, almost all leading positions uh, are filled by men. And there is one woman, one woman maybe, but the, the ratio is still not there. And um, when you talk to fathers, for, for example, fathers, and they are take, talking about uh, taking a turn, uh, paternity leave, uh, and not maternity leave, <laughs> they usually do it for two months in the summertime where they are not missed or something like that, because um, there is still this old white man thinking that men are um, taking care for the family in, in financial parts and women are taking care for the kids. But actually fathers, when we're talking about fathers now, they want to stay at home with the kids. And when you look at the younger generation, they do not want to miss all this um, time with the smaller kids. They do not want to just bring in the money and, and, and they're the sole um, responsibility also for that yeah and women are nowadays even more women are graduating from universities than men so um we are bright we are both bright uh, not depending on a gender and um, we can achieve great things and it's a partnering up at home um to to do the care work together and um and also then be able to to achieve and um yeah re release the potential at work because um everybody wants to do the things that you like that's what secret mentioned before we are now um striving for purpose at work um, more than ever and i think this is now the time that also men i think the pandemic has done something good uh, i mean a lot of bad things for women at home actually but um also men are now um, confronted with homeschooling. They see that kids are there and um, they see it in a, most men see it now from a different angle and uh, point of view because they know how much work it is. And um, they also want to spend more time. Uh, and I think we need role models and thus it needs um, direct line managers who encourage, who are brave actually to, to also walk the talk who maybe say, no, I just work um, 80% and because I want to spend more time with my family. Not I have to because I want. And this needs a, a culture that is supporting that um com compatibility actually of private and professional life being it the family or i don't know a hobby or educational reasons yeah? i think um we have to be bold actually to not only work <laughs> to have life beyond work i i think uh, your podcast is called job sharing and beyond uh, it's uh, working and beyond in this case <laughs> i think that's that's awesome and you know you mentioning role models so secret i'd love to ask you because in your podcast you indeed spoke with some men role models about you know part-time work job sharing so could you sort of share a little bit what the you know implications or what what they were you know 
what made them work as part-time or job sharers and what thoughts they had about engaging more men in a part-time um, work model? Yeah, well, actually with men, first of all, it was kind of hard to find them. The part-time dads were not like, you know, um, <laughs> easily found out there. Um, so um, I needed to ask the social media network for some support and I found some dads really. And I have to say it's first of all, it's a total mindset thing. It is, I find, interestingly enough, I find some industries very reluctant towards um, job sharing ideas, towards part-time for men and all that. It's, it's really, I cannot explain, but for example, lawyers, I'm sorry to all lawyers out there, but I really have to say it's kind of an industry where they say either you work your 60 hours or you're not just or you're just not there and um, that is something why a lot of women study law and in the end all the partners are men because somewhere on the path up there they just get lost to this field because they get they have kids and they're just out and then you have industries like um, first of all self-employed people self-employed dads who can afford to really um, manage their own time you know be more flexible long before there was this home office thing in all our minds they are just they just did that already before organized their own schedules and so create some time for family but there is i would say industries like media art um also it and software so all these IT companies, they already have a lot of people saying, hey, I just don't want to work, you know, 60 hours. I do 30 and I'm working, you know, during the night and um, I don't want to get up, uh, I don't know, at six o'clock in the morning. I'm, co I'm coming to work at 10, but I start working again at midnight because there I'm more uh, creative and stuff like that. And this is just flexible industries. And they are also flexible in mind, in my opinion. And um, I was talking about the men, you know, who really were reflecting on that. They were reflecting on fatherhood. They were reflecting on how their wives felt, how their kids felt. And not just, as Kathy mentioned, it's not just uh, bringing back home the money and then we have a great life and we go on holidays twice a year, you know, it's all very expensive and that's why I'm there and I'm the father and that's it. I think there are a lot of men, you know, who really start rethinking their roles and rethinking the situations and it's not very satisfying to just only work and um, your kids and kids life just passes by and then Decades later, you just find out that you missed on everything. I think that there is a lot of more awareness towards the situation now, and it's getting a lot, I don't want to say better, but there is a lot happening in the younger generations. And I think they start thinking about this a lot more than it was back in my generation and older. 
Well, and you both are helping to raise awareness, to make people aware, you know, in general, what choices there are, because I feel that's one of the big things. I remember back when my children were little, I would have loved to have worked in a job sharing or top sharing position, but I had no idea it existed. And, and that's sort of often when I talk to people, they're completely surprised. And, you know, some people might think, oh yeah, like I could see that on an entry-level position. But when I say, oh no, no, you can actually share, you know, management positions. They look at me as like, wow, never thought about it. And I think, you know, once you are aware of it and think about it, it makes complete sense. But for some reason, I guess when you may be studying or when you first start out with, uh, you know, your career, if somebody, as we said earlier, doesn't have a role model where it is done in somebody's company, it, it just might, you know, sort of slip by, you know, and, and, you know, and when it is then a situation, whether it's because of caregiving or whatever reason, if they don't know about it, it's, it's a real shame. And so, so one question I have, and, you know, Secret, you mentioned already, like different industries. And so, Katerina, are there any further examples within Austria where you would say this is a particular industry or company or a model where you say that's a best practice that you have seen in your research and in, in you know, conversations with uh, um, people? Um, yes. I mean, I love to bring in an example um, which surprised me actually the most because I was expecting that the big corporations they have it and yes they have it they just do not talk about it which is a different story <laughs> but um, I was surprised by one of the major Austrian newspapers um, it's a very conservative newspaper uh, it is called Die Presse and I thought okay and they are having job sharing. And, and as we were talking with the job sharers there, two, uh, um, two job sharers who are holding a position together, actually the top sharing position, a team lead, um, I asked him, but why is this in this newspaper job sharing? I was really surprised, actually. And he said, yeah, because... Um, uh, family is a value, it's a societal value uh, that, uh, that uh, the newspaper wants to support. And um, this is why they want uh, to encourage people to work part time and to pursue their careers. And it is not either or. So you bring your kids to a, a custody, uh, to a kindergarten or a care place from 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. or something like that. It's, it's okay to take raising kids taking care is something that is expected to be done and actually i love to bring this example even though they do not promote their job sharing just because it, it surprised me because it's actually the essence it is all about it's a uh, care work is just not paid but it's a um, major societal input and at the moment, it's done by women. And I love that this newspaper is actually valuing that and therefore enabling job sharing for that reason. And there are several others. I mean, the corporates, but they do not promote it. Um, but this is actually one of my hard examples. So this is really touching me. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. because it, it, And it's so interesting in a way, right? Newspaper, it's a fast-moving 
industry and to see it is possible in a situation like that to have a job or top sharing you know position i think that's wonderful and um now you alluded a little bit like you know having different parts to one's life or life work and often i feel that when you do a job sharing or have a job sharing position because whether it is care work or, or maybe writing a book or, or volunteering or something else, there are transferable skills and ultimately going both ways. And I feel that people completely underestimate that these skills are being um, created and then can be sort of tested. So in the other part of somebody's lives. And so I'd love to ask you both given what you're doing now, like, you know, maybe secret, we start with you, like, you know, what have you learned and uh, how are you applying it to your other part of um, your working life? Yeah, well, that's actually <laughs> one of my favorite questions because I think uh, I learned just everything <laughs> by being a mother. And sometimes I ask myself why I didn't do it before that. It's not because I'm, you know, this kind of, hearty eyes mom now it's just I really feel that I developed a lot um, in terms of personal development you know it's I was always reflecting a lot on myself and on my work and how I could improve and what how I could develop and how I also could be better at my job and stuff like that but you know with the kids you just learn things that you would have never imagined that you should or must or would learn and um I'm a very impatient person, really, really. And I'm very much a perfectionist, like very many women are supposedly. And yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and then you have one or even two kids and then you really have to make decisions and what what's worth it really and what is just not. And um, I think what I learned best, what did I learn? Uh, first of all, it's a bit this, you cannot plan everything. Everyone tells you you cannot plan, but then in the end, you, you find out you cannot plan anything. And it helps a lot in business because you have your plans and you have your, but okay, I don't have to talk about budget because usually that's your budget, but um, you get more flexible. You can think about more solutions than maybe just one. Um, then you get more, um, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe you ask more for help and um, support and you get an even better team player because sometimes you find out you just can't do it all by yourself. Um, I won't talk about time management because it's to me, it sounds like, you know, time management is always kind of, imp how do I say, optimizing myself even more as I'm optimizing all the time, you know. <laughs> um, of course, you do things quicker and you concentrate more on a specific task because you know you have to do it and you have just a certain amount of time and no minute more because you have to go get your kids, stuff like that. And it's kind of uh, prioritizing things. It's really, you know, what do I have to do? In, earlier in my career, I was like, I have to do this presentation. It does need, I don't know, 30 slides at least. And there always have to be nice pictures and all the headers must be exactly the same. And it just has to be perfect. And it was like crying almost when I found a mistake afterwards. And no one ever remembered that mistake. I don't know if they remembered anything from my presentation. And today I'm like, okay, here, 
that's the facts. This is what everyone has to know. And sometimes they don't look as lovely as they looked before. And still, you know, the essence is right. And the, um, the content is right. And so I learned, you know, that I can be really good and really effective and still be there for my kids. And I really like that. Thank you so much for sharing. And what about you, Katharina? Um, yes, um, for me, it's actually, I think I developed the real leadership skills <laughs> in the in the last six years. So my kids are six years and three years old. And um, yeah, my first child was not an easy one. <laughs> so Oh, she was actually crying for eight months <laughs> and this was giving me um, the chills. <laughs> it was really hard. It was, a, um, it was a camp actually for me, um, a motherhood camp. And um, it forced me to, um, to look at myself and to develop on a steep ladder actually. And um, yeah, in these six years, I'm still I'm still learning actually from my child, but um, yeah, also this kind of perfectionism that Secret mentioned. Um, I'm very relaxed now. <laughs> still, still not a very patient person, but this is me, and I cannot change that. But um, I'm not worrying anymore. If it, uh, what is happening and I'm, and then I actually I do not make plans anymore I have uh, I have visions and I have ideas and I have goals but I'm not planning the next step and this I have to reach by then um, life is happening and I'm enjoying it and this um, yeah relaxed mode is making me I think the leader I wanted to be back in 2015 when I was first promoted to a team lead position. I, I always wanted to let go and wanted the people to develop, but I could not. I thought I had to hold it all together. And with the kids I got, it, I, I realized it's just not possible to hold everything. Yeah, I have to let go and I cannot control everything. And this is one of the, this was laying the path for the I did a um, educational leave um, with my second child um, to further develop leadership skills also in this VUCA environment and I yeah I got to know myself even better and ever since then I thought oh my god who was I back then but it was <laughs> still me and um, everything was there but I could not um, yeah bring it out in the right words <laughs> And um, the personality was still too afraid and too hustling. And now I'm still hustling, but on a different level for my baby, for my chop twins baby. And um, when it comes to teens and um, yeah, I'm just letting things happen and I go with the flow actually. And this is um, something I learned and this is good. It's a good working style for me. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how really you know having children is such a I guess personality or, or personal um, training to become more authentic that's what I really feel like you know listening to both of you becoming authentic leaders and evaluating things that maybe before 
might have, you know, a mistake might have been the end of the world. And now in comparison to, you know, dealing with a child and, and not being able to predict everything and from an emotional perspective as well, you, you just don't know. And like, yeah. So to me, I feel that's something that is still so underestimated what a difference it makes and that that new I guess you know look on life maybe as you both described can then go is being brought back into somebody's work life and what a difference it makes and um yeah um but you know people who are listening now they you know they might be still having questions they might be still yes you know you guys are talking and it sounds all wonderful and you alluded a little bit earlier people the first thing they might think about well i've now got two people instead of one i've got maybe additional costs how do i deal with managing two people so maybe for somebody listening and who is still a little skeptical could you kind of maybe you know address some of the questions or concerns you have and and what do you tell people if I just want, I, I would just like to mention something, yeah. Karen, please. Um, it did sound now a little bit as if uh, you would only be a really good um, employee, good leader and whatsoever as a parent. Oh, no, no, no. I no. think we should open up yeah. this entire field a little bit also in our communication because um, it happens, the same thing happens to job sharing. Everyone thinks it's just a part-time mom yeah. thing. It is yeah. not. Yeah. It is really for everyone, for everyone who wants to, to work less hours. Um, it's for young people who come from university and want to join someone more experienced. It's for el elder people who want to, you know, get out of the, um, uh, get out of work and still want to do something meaningful. It's for us as parents, it's for fathers, it's for people who want to do some education, whatever. It's really for everyone. and. The same happens to, you know, sometimes I see people getting frustrated listening to all this parental stuff yeah. all the time. And I would really love to, you know, welcome them on board and also say, okay, we are mothers. I'm sorry, that's just a fact. We cannot help it. But um, we really want to talk to everyone on eye level. And it doesn't matter if they are parents or not. I have one kid or two kids or five kids, or pets. you know, I would really love to, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cats, yeah, no, uh, pets, whatever, a hobby, yes. which means a lot to yes. them, some charity work, which is everything for them. It's just yeah. something where you learn, yeah, you know, in, in doing something, not sitting at home and waiting until life goes yeah. by, you know, and you, you have some, some different angles where you, can learn a lot and parenting is just one of them i mean i i completely agree and i i agree that sometimes i get a little carried away but you're absolutely right i mean i've talked to people who do not have children and deliberately decided to do a you know a job sharing top sharing position because they you know are volunteering because they are learning outside and have the possibility to take on additional, you know, aspects, you know, like new classes, new things, and all of this knowledge 
and also through the volunteering leadership skills they've learned, they then can apply also to their, you know, you know, job. So absolutely. Thank you for pointing this out, uh, Secret. That's, uh, yeah, it's very important. Yep. Yeah. So I let Catherine know <laughs> the question you originally yes, asked. Just did not want to answer that question. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> concerns. No, well, actually, I prepared all FAQs for our website, so I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> no, I know. The concerns, yeah. Um, you mentioned the concerns about job sharing and leading in part-time. Well, um, I think um, that is what also the some um, interview partners have um, shown us or, or, or taught us is that the, the, the prejudice is that it costs more. I mean, I can just talk for Austria now because I'm not a tax expert in, in Germany or Switzerland or even somewhere else. I mean, I'm not even in Austria, <laughs> but I uh, researched <laughs> and um, and actually it's not uh, more expensive to hire uh, a job sharing twin um, because the way we understand it, um, to really share a role, to share a target, to share a position, to, sh to share actually, to really share the tasks and not to, to job splitting so someone is responsible for A and the other person is responsible for B, um, you have one salary yeah, and it's make it simple and you split it by two and then you um, have the progressive taxes in Austria. So actually it's not more expensive for, for the employer um, talking for Austria. I mean, of course, um, sometimes people have to be there together so that the hours might be doubled, Yeah, but it's not, uh, it, it's actually the minor part. You're getting even more so that the, the benefits are overweighing. And the other thing is, um, I've discussed this um, with many old white men <laughs> and um, they say, yeah, but it's, yeah, even it's so hard to to hire even one good person now i should hire two it's impossible and if one is leaving then what do i do and um, that was secret already elaborated before what do i do so i do not uh, go into that um this is actually where chop twins comes in because we are match we are having our claim that we're making chop sharing work for everyone and that means that we are um making um one plus one um is not two but in our addiction it's um a new one so it's a one with an asterisk so to say because um we are actually combining two people together as one fte uh, and um so Sigrid and karen you would be merged together and you could apply you could apply together in any full-time position in the market and as you have mentioned it karen there are only full-time jobs offered and um so actually it's job sharing without job sharing because um you're still um applying together as if you are one person so the company is um, actually having the benefits of having two great employees, so Karen and Secret, for example. But um, yeah, you are just uh, one FTE in there um, in the internal organigram. Of course, you have to make the documents for two people, and you have to put the the, the, the wages on, on two different bank accounts. Yeah, but um, in the system, it's actually just one person. So we are making job sharing work for um, 
um, uh, for the companies, for employers, and for job seekers. And um, this is something where we thought we might um, tackle this um, concern. Yeah? So this is our solution. But in the end, um, if someone doesn't want to, um, we won't be able to convince. It's a, it's a mindset thing. So either you want to make things um, happen in terms of new work, you want to um, evolve, you want to um, go on the next level to reach Agenda 2030, um, the SDGs, for example. I mean, when you look at the, the numbers today, how many women we have in, in leadership positions, I think we do not need eight years, we need 18 or 20 years to, to reach it. So job sharing is actually a solution. It's not the only solution. And yes, there are concerns, but um, the time is on our side. So um, we have seen that the, the working environment is changing now it, with since the last 22 months now in a, a radical way. It's, it's dynamic um, and we are on the wave actually we are riding this wave and this is why top twins is at uh, we have the right time now yeah secret would you like to um add something <laughs> no i don't think so i guess this uh, everything that needs to be said <laughs> was said it's actually just um we believe we really do that um, now is the right time and we think that it can offer a solution for a lot of people, not everyone as mentioned twice now, but for a lot of people. And it's really, we just ask to think about it. That's the one thing, think about it. And as you mentioned before, it's kind of a small role modeling thing. It's a mindset change and that doesn't happen overnight, but you just have to deal with the topic. You have to think about it. You have to see someone like role models. You have to hear how it works. So I know the concerns from a lot of HR people, you know, say, okay, how you do it in SAP and how do you uh, program it? And there are a lot of system challenges, but nothing that you can't overcome, come on. And, and yeah, maybe it costs you two mobile phones or I don't know, two, two seats at the Christmas party table if it happens once again, um, but that's basically it. And then there is this huge, potential that this concept could pose if everyone you know would really want to make it work um yeah we're just convinced that it's gonna work and that is it is the future of work and um that's why it's just great <laughs> so nothing i wanted to say i know <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm very appreciative because, as you know, I'm a big fan of job sharing and top sharing. And I truly believe that there are so many things associated with this that people right now underestimate, you know, like people coming from vastly different backgrounds. But maybe it's that they have the same creativity, just having, you know, initially done it in different fields and you would never have somebody as one person have these skill sets have these backgrounds where you have people like you know from your background so you give what you were describing what if you have people working in, you know having worked in say two competing organizations in your area and then you know putting them together as one 
job sharing team that like you know the the complementary skill sets are just enormous and yeah so i mean i could talk with you guys forever but is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that we have not covered yet yeah karin you need to put into the show notes a translation for everyone who is english speaking um the eierlegende wollmilchsau okay because this is what um people will get okay i will do this it's it's funny we have happened to have had this conversation about the eierlegende um wollmilchsau it's like it just yeah it's just like and i was trying to <laughs> right. translate it to my family and they kind of you know it it's just uh, yes in non-german speaking uh or we say wunderwutzi Wonderful. That also works. Or just say the perfect solution. Actually, I, I think keeping things internationally is simple. And we truly believe that job sharing is the perfect solution uh, for everyone who wants to work part-time, also for companies, because so many agreements are trade-offs. Yeah? I mean, they work for the time being, but if you really want a sustainable solution and if you really want to do something for the society, yeah, then enabling part-time career and job sharing is actually the only way to go. So maybe we are a little bit ahead in Austria, <laughs> but that's okay. And um, yeah, I just really think that is a good model for everyone yeah, for the future. It's the future of work. It's the future for families, for caretakers, for society, for everything. So, yeah, please, let's just job share. And maybe one day we are just working 20 hours a week. I don't know. Everyone in the world. But until that, we do have uh, a mandate. <laughs> and, and now, how can people find you on social media? Yeah, well, everywhere. <laughs> Except okay. for no, not on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not on TikTok yet. <laughs> yeah, yet, well, yet. listen, we are still a kind of a small team, and you, you know, um, we need to um, make uh, meaningful choices here. But you know, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's LinkedIn. We, of course, have our website. And if I may be as bold here, um, everyone who is interested, please come visit us at our, on, on our website. And if you're really interested, please register and um, also become a potential twin here. I hope it's okay to advertise us here. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Absolutely. We have a German website. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a German one, but still um, sometime soon it's going to be English. Maybe if somebody say is English speaking, they can find you both on LinkedIn and then go from there. Right. Thank you so much for coming today and sharing your vision because I really feel the, you know, enthusiasm, passion and mission you have to your mission. I really hope our listeners can hear this and feel inspired to, you know, try and think about what it would be like in their organizations to have job sharing, to have a part-time career. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, Karen, for inviting us. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It was a great pleasure. And yeah, I, it's um, also together with you, it's a partnering up.
to make job sharing work. So thanks also for your thoughts in all this area and everything you're doing. It's great that uh, everywhere in the world are people who are pushing this topic. So thanks for everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.